Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Okay, you can, you can be seated. He is good. He's so good. You know, even in that, that, that one scripture, that last one he had in there from Malachi, and I will rebuke the devourer, the insects and plagues for your sake, and he will not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall the vine drop the fruit before the time in the field. Wait a minute. What? Let's see. Was that the last one you had up there? Okay. You know what? Okay. I also thought of this because I've seen it happen. I've seen, okay, people are Christians and they never tithe. And then they have their car parked somewhere and people steal from it. You know why? They could have not done that unless if you were tithing. There's somehow God would have made an angel and something happened and it would have not happened. It's the truth. I've lived long enough to see it. You want your car stolen from? You want, you want stuff stolen off of it? Want your window busted and they get something out of there? Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they had tried. They had tried to steal it. And when I went into the car in the morning, I could see that somebody had followed around with it, but they couldn't get All it. Right. Right. Okay. So we were in this little crummy place down, 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 down there across from the old airport. Something happened to this clip. I don't. Who cares? Anyway. And um. Uh. They stole, somebody stole that night Johnson, from uh, Johnson Cycle, stole big, <laughs> and stole from there. And, you know, they tried to get in our <laughs> lock, and they couldn't. <laughs> they couldn't get in, and we had such a crummy locks. I mean, we didn't even, you know, they probably had a lot bigger. <laughs> they couldn't get in. You could see it. Because they, they destroyed something, but they couldn't get in. <laughs> and we had some equipment, I mean, some recording equipment and stuff that would have been valuable. <laughs> but but yeah, it's not only that. It, it's just so, so many things that you, you get healed faster. It, uh, God protects you. It's like you said. <laughs> They'll go from one place to the other, and you won't. They won't be able to to get it from you. See, you have no this 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 word is true. All those other words about the whole, you know, the, everything we say and do, and you know, see, and then you know something something starts to happen with with even even the government with the IRS or whatever they'll they'll get you for something but they'll pass over the one who ties because they won't even see it seriously <laughs> yeah and all of a sudden you get stuff in the you know you get oh we noticed that you have uh, some taxes that we need to give you back cuz you paid too much it's like what <laughs> 
I heard it too many times. So many times. You better start believing this word. That was good, Tony. That was really good. Really good. And I started thinking, even when we were singing that song, you know, you talk about, you can sing those songs, but if you look on them, some of them, you better be doing what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, he, I had no, I just, I had a couple of sermons here, but you've made up my, my mind. <laughs> and actually, it's, it's, well, well, there's, uh, I got so many notes. Uh, um, I won't keep you real long, though. Um, okay, it's on the vision of the church. <laughs> it's just, God, what do you want this morning? <laughs> you can ask Ken. I was struggling with a lot of things with, with that. And what do you want, Lord? Okay, I'm going to just read a little bit of the vision. It's, it's on a... Lonnie Hilton says, I have it too long. <laughs> And I do need to cut it, so when I read it, I'm just going to cut some of it. But the very, very, very thing that we we in there, oh, okay, like, okay, I came to worship you. Did you really come to worship God? I came to sing you praise. It's not just a song. What did you come to church for? <laughs> you come to worship him. Yeah. And when you walk out, you get blessings yeah. and all kinds of stuff. I came to sing your praise. I came to love you, Lord. Did you really? Did you really? Okay. But anyway, this is one of the things. To equip the saints. And if you're born again, you're a saint. With the uncompromised word of God. Well, that one, I'm going to read the whole thing. That they may apply it to their lives daily in a practical way and tell others, hey, this works. If God says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, even though you just found out somebody died. <laughs> it works. It works. And that's a command. There's all kinds of things in the, in the Word of God that that is. It's uncompromised Word of God. And this is where I saw it. When, when you come back and, you know, I mean, you know, they, some of the kids came back from, from Bible college and, and they go, you know, something bad happened. They go, ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. You know? Instead of, oh, my gosh. You know, me, I'm emotional. But crisis, crisis. You know? Uh, honestly, <laughs> and they'd ha ha ha, and they learned, they learned to be strong in the Lord and the word of God and apply it. And see, that's, that's what I'm talking about. If you really apply this stuff, it works. If you really tithe and give offerings, it works and it keeps you. And this is, this is another one, though. When you, if you don't go to church, you never find and fulfill God's destiny. Right. He's got a plan for you in your life, and that plan is the best plan. It, it'll, make you, it'll, it'll make you walk in um, health. It'll, um, it'll give you money. 
because it was his. He said, I'm putting this little baby in this woman's womb down on earth. And uh, this is the plan I have for it. And you know what? He even walks out the plan. If he walked through the Red Sea before the beginning of time, before the Israelites did, he also walked. He walked with me. And, and getting this church. He walked with me, and I know that. And he walked with you. But see, you, you'll hear this vague voice in here. And you well, yeah, but I want to I wanna do this instead. I, you know, and, or else you get pressure from your family that you need to do this and get, get this uh, degree, 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 degree. <laughs> And I even have a degree, but you know what? I didn't even, I just did it because my folks wanted me to go to college. Anyway, it helped because it was a nursing degree. <laughs> but you know what? I started doing all kinds of other stuff. All right. But see, he's got a plan that is wonderful. And some of us haven't found it until we were half mid-age. Do you see what I mean? And that plan's good. Okay, the other one, to restore the spiritual decay by reaching out to the poor and oppressed, to non-believers and non-churchgoers with the good news of the gospel. But see, are we doing that? (laughs) I I was, while we were singing, I can remember at Marietta, it says, each one, reach one. And if you just, each one of you would bring one. It would help. I know not all, all the time people stay because we're giving the uncompromised word of God and, and that's because we want your life to be good. <laughs> and it's not, well, I don't want to do those things. You know, no, but see, that's, that's why. When people don't read the word of God and they wonder why the devil came into their life, and some people even go to church, but they never hear what the Word says to do in certain situations, and they don't. I know that for a fact. I mean, you told me that. You, you told me that. I mean, they were born. They were way, well, they were born into it. Yes, a Pentecostal church, but yet, see, stuff can be, you know, emotional, but then there's nothing you could go outside and be defeated. The word of God tells you what to do and what not to do. Like tithing. But people don't believe it. (laughs) Some people do. I know a lot of people here do. But I'm just telling you, (laughs) I'd be scared not to. I'm serious. I'd be very afraid not to. Um, Okay, but... We need to reach out to the poor and oppressed. And, you know, some of it we are, and some, sometimes it's very disheartening because so many of them need so much mental health. So much mental things go on with them, like people in the homeless shelter. It's, it's uh, wow. But see, that's, that's where they can get the sound, disciplined mind out of here. Okay, to show the strength and power of God's word to the young generation. So they'll be dynamic and power-filled and on fire for Jesus Christ. I can remember when I took a group of kids to Iowa 
it was the first time I ever saw, they, they talked, well, but it was Pastor Ike, <laughs> good old Pastor Ike. <laughs> yeah, and, and he told them, he told them, instead of them making fun of you for liking God, you, you just stand there and be strong and tell them about God to a point where they back off of you <laughs> and say that, that oh, <laughs> they know that they're stupid and you're not. <laughs> Seriously. What was the name of that first theme? Anybody? John, what was it? When you went to Iowa to that... Uh, yeah, but what, what was that? What was the theme of that? Do you remember? Tabitha. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of Christ. They said, you go in there and don't be ashamed of him. You just rule it over him. <laughs> and they had t-shirts and I remember I was like, yeah, that's the way to do it. Okay. Okay. To promote unity in the Bible of did the Bible, within the body of Christ and revival in each heart. In other words, I just have seen too many Christians like me when I was at a denominator. You know, it's like, well, I never was quite that way because I was always, I wanted to do something. <laughs> but, but the, uh, you, you have to revive Christians <laughs> many times or revive them out of and not be just, we're going to church and just sitting there doing nothing. I mean, some, sometimes, you even brought it up, Tony, you were talking about, didn't you? Was that you? Yeah. You, you know, that was just, uh, oh, okay, let's take the bulletin and you say all these things right down the line. You see, it's the Word. It's the Word of God and applying the Word of God. Yes. And once you're born again, you're born again. Even when you're goofing up. That's another thing. If you're really born again, you're born again. And you don't go to the altar every Sunday. Now, you need to repent at home if you've done, you know, there's been yeah. unforgiveness and things like that. And then, this, this one, this last one, I'll tell you what, this is, okay, send a lot of people to Bible college. We need, we need to, to be ready for the revival. We need to be ready to minister to people. All of us, and not just be sitting in the church and dump, and you know what I mean? I just, it's dumpy. Just dumpy, oh, you're a good church. But see, no, God wants to use you. I'm just in a different position, that's all. You see what I'm talking about? You move forward. You keep doing stuff. You, you, you keep going. I'll give you an example. Lonnie, I mean, he tells us about it. Some, you know, he works nights, six to six. And um, if sometimes nothing is happening, which is good. <laughs> but you know what he does the whole time? They ask him questions and he preaches all night long. <laughs> he tells, I'm going, oh my gosh. <laughs> he's, he's, he has his Bible and the word of God is, is being taught in that sheriff department, I can tell you. It is. <laughs> And they're interested. And there are a few times 
on a Wednesday night when there's, they're up there. See, they got their, their radios on ready to go. I've seen them go, zip. But they're up there, but, and the choir just, now don't be looking up there on Wednesday nights. No. <laughs> but, but he'll bring somebody even. And, and you know, see, that's, that's the way. He isn't wasting his time. See, to continuously enlarge the place, yes, of this tent, but to enlarge your tent. Amen. To enlarge it. And let the curtains be stretched out to the community and the surrounding area. To spare not, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. What? Your stake is in the ground by the word of God, by the Holy Spirit and assembling together. That's what you need. But you need to get into the word yourself and not just randomly read it. Now, like it took me almost <laughs> an hour and a half to read one of the Proverbs the other day is because I kept looking stuff up that it referred to and going back and forth and thinking on every word and not just, just, blah, 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 blah. oh, I read my chapter, big hot tamales. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well. Anyway, it's by the word, by the Holy Spirit and assembling together so we can lift each other up. Why? So we can spread abroad to the right and to the left and that our offspring, the people of living word, will see and the offspring that you get from being that way and going out and ministering to other people and even bringing them in, the people will possess the nations and the desolate cities that are, are well, they might be just like Las Vegas. I mean, woohoo, you know, full of false light. <laughs> um, it's false light. Okay. And the desolate cities, they're desolate though. To be inhabited by the Spirit of God. So the glory of God will cover the earth. Just think, as the waters cover the sea. Woo! That's, a, that's huge. I thought of something as... Uh, people of living word. What was it? I thought of something during that time. Now I lost it. There's, there's, there's just so much. You, you don't understand how you bring an offspring. You're, it's like you had a baby. You, you had a baby because you brought somebody in and they got born again. And then pretty soon, if that person stays and that person starts to get, to get, uh, grow and grow and grow, and which some have, and then they bring an offspring. That offspring will bring an offspring, and it keeps moving and moving and moving and moving. Amen. Amen. So that, that's our vision, but that, that's our vision. Okay, so uh, put up there Proverbs 29, 18. This is what Billy Graham said. Churchgoers 
are like coals of fire. Churchgoers are like coals of fire. Everybody repeat that. Churchgoers like coals of fire. When they cling together, they keep the flame aglow. And when they separate, they die out. <laughs> See, and Satan tries to deceive us in many ways to gain entrance into our life, to destroy our faith and steal the word. You know, it's not easy when the rest of your family doesn't come. It's, 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 <laughs> I admire anyone who just keeps going, who keeps coming, who keeps doing it. See, and that, that because Satan immediately tries to cause division, <laughs> divided from the unique place in the body of Christ that God has set you. Amen. But anyway, Proverbs 29, 18, Amplified. Oh, put the Amplified up, please. I'm sorry. Where there is no vision. Now, look what a vision is. Now, you've got, you should have a vision for your life. You need to write some kind of vision. Remember I said for the new year, something that's going to bring you up higher. You're going to go to a higher place. You're going to have more finances. You're going to feel better. You're going to have little, 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 whatever. Whatever it is. Um, but where there is no vision, no revelation of God. Revelation of what? Of what he redeemed us from. Redemptive. See, you can just blab that. You, there's no vision, there's no redemptive revelation of God. Redemptive revelation. What has God done for us? Who are we in, in him? Who, who are we in Christ? You know, it actually says that, that as God is, so am I in this world. Huh. Doug, as God is, so are you in this world. That's redemptive because he redeemed you with his blood. To God be the God. See, this is what I mean. By his blood, do you just sing the song, but, but by his blood, he has saved me. There's so much. Okay, okay, where there is no vision. And in fact, if you never have a vision for coming up in the world, even in the world system, you're dumpy. <laughs> you get dumpy. <laughs> but where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, that comes first. The people perish. They wound up dying. They wound up being homeless. But he who keeps the word of God. You know, this is in the Old Testament. It says law. The law of God, which includes the law of man. We need to keep the laws of man. All except speeding. No. No. I'm sorry. I read <laughs> oh, my husband's going to get mad at me now. <laughs> I couldn't resist that. <laughs> oh, would 
you're in a hurry. I don't speed them. <laughs> what, do they have me on the records? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway, who keep the law of God, which includes the laws of band, blessed, happy, fortunate, and enviable is he. But it has to be redemptive. Your vision has to have redemptive. What did God redeem us for? Who are we in Christ? What are we in Christ? What can we do in Christ? Everything that he did. Really? Okay. So uh, the Hebrew word dream or oracle or revelation is where there is no prophetic interpreter or a pastor. That's what it means. Okay. People wonder. W-A-N. Wander. Wonder. I just want to make sure you understood it. <laughs> they are let loose. They are stripped. They're made naked. And they become lawless. In the book of Judges, there was no longer any people to lead them. And horrible things. They thought it was okay to take an idol and then to have a whore and to have a wife. And, and then to, uh, they went to Sodom and Gomorrah and, and they pushed him out, you know, pushed, oh, well, here, you can have my whore, you know, and do what you want with her, but don't, don't, uh, yeah, the angels came to, you know, <laughs> read it. The book of Judges, they were cuckoo in what they they thought was right and wrong. They had no leader. And you got to have a leader. Okay. See, and it's like religious teaching without revelation. It's intellectual knowledge. It is. And when, when something that was hidden comes known to you, your spirit man reveals a meaning in the Bible but not by reasoning in your mind. Yeah. See, so you have to have, and you accept that knowledge by faith, and you know how to apply it to your life situations. I mean, right now, this morning, we had a good little sermon on you need to tithe. Yeah. Otherwise, stuff will get stolen from your house. I, I can tell you, some of the time, the, the church door's been left open. Yeah. Here. Nobody's ever gotten in, you know, they're accidentally on that one or accidentally on this one or even accidentally on that one. But, we, I mean, we have people checking a lot more now. But nothing has happened. Okay. So, because God protects us because we tithe as a church overly. Okay. So God gives a vision to a local church, and you know what? Those local churches, he's right. They make up a nation. Every little family in them makes up a nation. That's why you need to train your kids to ki keep your kids so that they are good citizens of, and good people. You know what I mean? And those families... And really, and then the families gather in the church, it makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. Almost every guest speaker that we've had has said that we're a remnant church. There aren't all the churches that believe like we do. 
and be real. You know, I mean real Christianity. So, see? So, and that vision, though, comes through a divinely appointed pastor. I'm not saying, I'm not, but, but see, the vision has to come from God. And it's all about his purpose and his plan for the area. Area too. See, I tell you what, one of our visions for that enlarging the place of our tent is to hit the small towns. I mean, if you guys, you know, we could, we've even been prophesied to by a couple of them that this is an apostolic church that we need to move out. And I'm just waiting for the time to get somebody to go out and the, and the finances to move it out and start other, another church maybe in a little town. I would love to start one in my hometown. <laughs> Wouldn't you? If you came from any of the little towns. <laughs> See, but the pastor has to be called. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, I probably shouldn't even tell you this. But I know we were, uh, I was at a meeting with John and he was looking at his phone and laughing. And I said, what you laughing about? <laughs> and he says, oh, somebody wrote in that women are not to preach. <laughs> and they so that's still going on in this town. <laughs> okay. See, the calling of God on you is without regret. And it's without change in purpose. It's permanent. And some people say, I don't want to do that for... And you know, you can't just say, well, you know what, I think I'll go to, to, uh, to school to, to be a minister as a career. And God didn't call you. He calls you. Honestly, God has showed me. There, there is a lot. There's a, there can be a whole bunch of people that were supposed to be doing what I'm doing. And they wouldn't do it. They didn't obey. And so God passed them over. So then he had to choose a woman. Oh, I've got phone calls. Say you're out of order. You're out of... What's the difference between a man and woman? Physically. Don't tell me. <laughs> but but I, I am very serious. The Holy Ghost told me that. Because at first, he told me that. He said, you mean because of that a woman can preach, I mean, a man can preach and a woman can't? I went, that's ridiculous. Because your spirit, it actually says, is neither male nor female. But we are all one in Christ Jesus. In fact, somebody called me up when I first started this and bawled me out, some pastor in, in this town. And, uh, and I gave him, he quoted that scripture. He didn't even know it. And I was a baby Christian. I was pretty young in the Lord yet. Maybe compared to him. And, but I was reading the Bible. There is no male or female. There's no Jew or Greek or male or female in Christ Jesus. It's in Galatians. Go 328. Galatians 328. And he went, oh, and hung up. Okay. So and you know, okay. So um, okay, where do you want me to go for me, Lord? Because I gave some of this at one time. Now, uh, 
Well, go to Habakkuk 2, 1, 1 through 4. Oh, I know I have been rash to talk out plainly this way to God. I will, in my thinking, stand upon my post of observation and station myself on the tower or fortress and will watch to see what he will say within me and what answer I will make as his mouthpiece to the perplexities of my complaint against him. See, now Habakkuk was a prophet, but he talked plainly to God. Right. And sometimes I've talked plainly to God. You can, you can talk plainly to him. And, and that's when you get to really know him. Okay? And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. And engrave it so plainly upon tablets that everyone who passes may be able to read it easily and quickly as he hastens by. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, and it hastens to the end, to the fulfillment. It will not deceive or disappoint. And though it tarry, wait earnestly for it, because it will surely come. It will not be behind hand on its appointed day. Do not despise the days of small beginnings. Okay, now, a lot of times with this, people, people jump. Well, nothing's happening. Nothing's coming to pass. See, and they really goof it up. And the whole thing collapses. You can never, Kenneth Hagin used to say, I'd rather be a year late than a year, year early. Yep, and I, I know, even when I knew I was no longer supposed to, like, be at the YMCA, because I was there for 14 years, <laughs> I could just couldn't stand it there anymore. And um, uh, uh, I knew it was time to leave, but I stayed a lot longer to make sure, because by that time I was a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. And putting Christian music in there. It's, you should have heard what I was playing before that. Ew. Anyway. <laughs> I will, I will rock you. <laughs> Junk like that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it turned into Christian. <laughs> it turned better. Anyway. Um, but you, you know, and sometimes people... You can get older and older, and you still haven't fulfilled totally, but you keep going, and you keep just, and people will quit. That's what you can't do. You can't quit, or you can't try to hasten it, and you have to listen to the Spirit of God inside you. Now, we're in a time when they're talking about revival. We're talking about end times. But don't get that shook <laughs> because take it easy. Take it 
like with the Holy Ghost, pray in tongues a lot. And you will know when to do and what to do and what not to do. (laughs) That's why I say every day, they they that are sons and daughters of God are led by the Spirit of God. My spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit that I'm born again. And if it, if it bears witness with the Holy Spirit that I'm born again, then it's going to bear witness and tell me what to do and what not to do, where to go and where not to go, what to say and what not to say. So I am at the right place at the right time all the time. I do the right thing and say the right thing at the right time all the time. That, that's huge. And it just, whoo. Okay, one more verse there I have. Oh, you got that. Look at the proud. Yeah, I guess we said it. His, his soul is not straight or right within him. Well, pride says, I'm going to go for it. I've seen places collapse. I've seen churches. I've known. Uh-huh. But the rigidly just, rigidly, <laughs> and uncompromisingly, uncompromisingly righteous man, shall live by his faith. You've got to have faith and trust in the Lord, even with your tithing. And if you don't know how to tithe, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's 10%. And when you don't give it, everything goes to pot on you. Pretty soon, you're, you're in trouble with everybody. <laughs> your bills are not paid. This is going wrong. You're getting thrown out of your house or apartment or whatever it is. In all seriousness. Okay, the just, okay, but the rigidly just and the uncompromisingly righteous man shall live by his faith and in his faithfulness. The word faithful, somebody pointed out once, if you're full of faith, then you're faithful. (laughs) That's true. If you're full of the word of God about faith, you'll be faithful. Okay, um, so without a vision, you're going to perish. Yeah, you will. And it means destruction and ruin yeah. and, and doors to be shut. And shut means we will not have a voice. Yeah. We've had to plow ground in this area. Right. We, have. we have. We've plowed ground. And one time the Lord told me that we were a root out of dry ground, a root. Even Maria Edder? Or was it another one? She she came through this town in the train, and as soon as she stepped out of the train, they arrested her for practicing medicine without a license. And she went back on the train, and she wiped the dust off her feet to Fremont, Nebraska. It's in the in the uh, the newspapers um, archives. One time I had the article. I don't. I probably still do somewhere. Okay, Satan doesn't want you to have a voice. He doesn't want you to speak the word. And he he knows for God for God in order to work on the earth, you got to agree with the word of God and respond to it by faith. See. Th- you see what I mean? We're not just playing church. In other words, faith and trust in the truth of the word is going to make you a doer of the word. And it, God wants to do so many things in the earth, but he cannot do them without man. 
And in fact, some, when you come to a church, you really need to participate in it. When you participate in it and you begin to do something. Like, I mean, I've seen people just take home dirty, uh, like the towels and stuff from the kitchen and wash it. It's something to do. You know, and somebody still does it. <laughs> She's in the front row now. <laughs> yeah, but she does a lot more things too. But, but somebody older, Tony's mother, she couldn't do anything else anymore. But she could do that. I mean, there's just, there's so many little things. And that's, that's why you need to listen to the word, come to church, and get healed of what you are, because it's hard for, but everybody's supposed to do, it's like a family, and each one has its own workings in the family, or you know what? Okay, see, God, he wants to do stuff on the earth. Yeah, and you know what? Even talking about the church or talking about the people, life and death, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. If you love to talk bad about somebody, you know what? You eat the fruit. You're gonna, that's going to happen to you. Um, and use, use the word of God. Use it. I know you know all this stuff, and I, maybe I'm, I'm, but this is all part of this vision. Now I'm going to, Jeremiah 23, 29. Yeah, that's a good one. Huh. Oh, man, I like that verse. See, the goodness of God. While she, he, she's putting that, or he is putting that up there. He wants good things for us, but he doesn't force good or bad on us. We've got to line up by words with his words. So, is not my word like a fire? His word is a fire that consumes everything that cannot endure the test. It'll consume, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks in pieces the rock of most stubborn resistance. His word will get that way. And you, that, that's why. It's a, a sure, lovey, and I, I, we need to love each other. That, that is beyond anything. Nothing will work unless you walk in love. Your faith will not work. But... You also, so, I mean, some churches, they rose up among all this stuff after Kenneth Hagin died, and they began to do nothing, but it's okay. You're okay. You can do what you want. I know that I can tell you some of their philosophy because one of my sons uh, started going to one and said, oh, you know, to get the attention of the people, the guy wore, you know, uh, golf shorts and had a golf club and the first thing he did was get up there and I could see that he would <laughs> and hit the golf ball but he hit it above the crowd that church grew to 800 in a short time in Omaha but <laughs> wow. 
Do you see why everything you did was okay? I can tell you some of the things that they told me about it. And I was user-friendly. That parts of it still exist there. <coughs> Aren't you blessed? I'm going to have to stop pretty soon. <laughs> because my voice is going. Okay. But watch the words that bring strife and division or rebellion and competition. Uh, for crying out loud, we're not competing with each other. Everybody has a place. And that God has anointed them for that place. Yes, yeah. Because all that stuff will bring destruction to the church. I know Joyce Meyer said as soon as someone brought strife, they were brilliant in what they did. And she says, you're fired. Gone. Because it will destroy. Strife will destroy. It will. Okay. So... John 6.63, it actually says that the Spirit, it is the Spirit of God that makes you alive and gives you life. Your flesh profits nothing. And Jesus said, the words I speak, they are spirit and they are life. When you speak words, the word of God, and use it and apply it, the Holy Spirit is on the scene. And life is on the scene instead of a spirit of death or a spirit of, of evil. It, it, the words of the enemy, like gossip and strife and all that stuff. Whew. See, Jesus is leading by example in this scripture. He said that. I tell you what, the first time... I know, I, I, I got filled with the Holy Ghost right away, but I remember the first time that I even read that scripture, a lot of scriptures, I would sit back and cry. <laughs> not, not at all, you know, but, but it just, I was like, oh my gosh. The words I speak are spirit and life. And, and they ha that's what I mean, be real. They're spirit and life. And so, and so so many of those things, when when the Holy Spirit can really gets can get a hold of you yeah. enough, yeah. Th this is you, you see where you come from, yeah. and it, it all begins. Say Jesus, okay. Our part is to agree with what he said. His part is to bring it to pass. But you got to speak it. Say what God says about you in the word. If we all say the same thing about the church and about the vision and each other, there's nothing you can't accomplish. In fact, maybe some of you don't know this. Put up Genesis 11, 1 through 6. Do you ever hear of the Tower of Babel? <laughs> Okay, so it says, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. There weren't all these different languages. And as they journeyed eastward, journeyed eastward, they found a plain, a valley in the land of Shinar, and they settled and dwelt there. And they said to one another, hey, we got a big vision. Come, let us make bricks 
and burned them thoroughly. So they had brick for stone and slime, bitumen for mortar. And they said, come, let us build us a city and a tower whose top reaches into the sky and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered over the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people. They were in just, they were so in unison that that whole thing was going to come to pass. They literally could have made it up there. Well, wait, six, okay. And they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And now nothing they have imagined they can do will be impossible for them. If we all say the same thing, and we all get into unison with the word of God, nothing's impossible. Nothing. And see, but they were on, they were on evil. They meant it for evil. Come, let us go down there and confuse or confound and mix up their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from that place upon the face of the whole earth and they gave up building the city. <laughs> okay, so see, tongues is the same thing. And people refute that also. But it is, oh my gosh, it's in the Bible. Read the Bible. And read it with spirit that the Holy Spirit teaches you. I didn't even know what it was that he gave it to me. See, he's looking for obedience. He's looking for somebody who wants to, wants to do what he wants us to do. Or, or looking for enthusiasm. So... Okay, see, their motives were full of rebellion and evil. So when we're planted as believers at a local church, we've got to agree with the local vision. Go to 1 Corinthians 12, 18, King James. If, if we could all speak the same thing in the vision, you know, it's out there. And I explained what, what some of it, is to do. Now I tell you what, because um, you know Pat Harrison was here, yeah. and she was FCF, and and her husband was the head yeah. of FCF, and and um, and he's okay. I, okay, we had a church on our hands. I I, I knew it. It was ooh, how it happened anyway. Okay, and. Um, uh, so I, I kept thinking, we got to get under somebody. We got to get under somebody. I mean, I, see, and some people don't do that. And I, I thought, I can't do this without. Uh, anyway, and so all of a sudden, I thought about this lady, how she came and preached that Buddy Harrison Melilla. So I called somehow, I don't know. And uh, I even wrote Kenneth Copeland a letter about it. <laughs> And no, I never did mail it because that came in my mind. And then that, and, and uh, this is what they said to me. 
okay, you, you think you have a church. He, they said, okay, I want you to just continue with that church for one year, but we will not ordain you or put you under us if you can prove yourself. But they invited us to meetings. And we, we had to prove ourselves that we really were a church. You see what I mean? I hear of churches starting all the time, and within a short time, they're gone, especially in this town. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 12. Yeah. All right, but now God has set the members, every one of them in the body, as it has pleased him. And if they were all one member, what, where were the body? But now they are many members, but they're one body. Here, I'll show you. Here's a finger. Here's a finger. It's all part of my one body, right? But see, that's what you are. You could be this thumb. You could be this. You could be the little toe. And you need your little toe, and you need all these fingers. Yeah. Have you ever had a handicapped finger? And you, yeah. <laughs> or let's say somebody doesn't have a hand and to eat or do it a lot of things. Yeah. That that see that's why we need everybody to be doing something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Amen. If my if the stomach whoever's the stomach, <laughs> if they're not working, <laughs> if it's upset. <laughs> You know, it, it inhibits the whole body. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. <laughs> Jesus is the head. So Jesus is the head. And some of us are whatever. This, this, arms, legs. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> okay, but that's the way you have to think of it. I had somebody that said they graduated from ORU and they never learned, they never ever knew that. So I mean, and God, see, God will show you things. And you're filled with the Spirit and you pray in the Spirit. Okay, the eye cannot say to the hands, <laughs> "I have no need of you," nor again the head to the feet. I'm not going to use you. <laughs> I'm jealous of you. You've got a higher position than me. I don't, I'm not going to pay any attention to you. Do you see what I'm saying here? And you actually get upset with them. But your position, you need, you need both of them. Keep going. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. That's right. Hey, have you ever had, a, you know, like your, your toes are, uh, I had a hammer toe because a horse had stepped on it. And when I got older and my knee started to, <laughs> then that toe started to go like this. Pretty soon I couldn't wear any shoes. I had to have something done with it. They had to re-break it under anesthetic. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, but see, that, that little toe was necessary for us to walk correctly, to have a straight gait. Okay, go ahead. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable. Oh gosh, she just cleans the toilets. 
or he cleans the toilets. Do you know how important that is? (laughs) Yuck! Yes, it is. It's very important. And I can tell you it's important to me. (laughs) Because my 50-year-old green toilet is still okay. No, it's not. (laughs) Right, Tabitha? No, no. (laughs) That's why it's green. No. (laughs) It's really not okay. But green was in, that was 1970. <laughs> but honestly, you, you, I, that's one thing I can't stand. I keep toilets clean. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and those members of the body which think to be less honorable, haunt these, we bestow more abundant honor and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. In other words, we treat them good. Okay, keep going. Uh, For our comely parts have no need, but God has tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to the part which lacked. So you know what? The smallest job you do, it's going to be honorable. That there should be no schism or division or in the body and that the members should have the same care one for another and treat each other well. I got a bigger position than you. So, (laughs) you don't don't ever do that or you will get slapped. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it or one member be honored, all the members rejoice it. When somebody's in trouble, you know, help them. Yes. When somebody's not in trouble or they get honored, don't be jealous, but be happy for them. Yes. Amen? Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Is there any more? <laughs> now, you are the body of Christ and members in particular. You're in particular. He made a particular place for you. And God has said, some of the church first, okay, that is, okay, I was going to, okay, well, anyway, he said all these in the church, go to the next one. That's that scripture. But you know what? He made a place for you, and he actually made a church for you that he actually wanted you to go to. That is the truth. Why am I lacking? Where is that scripture in 1 Corinthians? What? That he, he put you in a particular church. 1 Corinthians 15, 6. Is that the one you said there should have been 500 there? No, 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 no. No, I'm talking about, no, that he said, go to this church. This, what? He said you were at him. You were what? He said you were at him. If said you were it pleased him. Yeah. Well, that's the one you just got in saying. 1 Corinthians 12, 18. Okay, let's re-say it. Okay, I want to reset. It's like a puzzle. You know, it doesn't look like it fits there, but it, you know, it distorts the picture. Well, that's what's happening yeah. when you don't come to church when you want to do Because God has put you where he wants you. No, you know, God don't know what he's doing. Yeah, he does. Praise God. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 12, 18. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at it. 
But as it is, God, this is out of the Amplified, has placed and arranged the limbs and the organs of the body, each particular one of them, that's why, that's why I wasn't recognizing it as much in the, I usually got it out of the Amplified, just as he wished. He placed you. And he saw fit and with the best adaptation. For if the whole were all a single organ, where would the body be? If we were all an ear, where would the body be? In the grave. <laughs> Amen. Okay, I'm going to quit pretty soon. I know that. Yeah, and we'll probably continue on. I honestly did not know what I was going to do today. So God must have wanted that, and you triggered it and told me. But... Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 18, out of the Amplified. Yeah. So, and we all need to speak the same thing because Satan wants to twist. He wants to prevent, to stop the power of words spoken about the vision. Now, it hasn't always been, you know, He'll send you to a territory also where it's not easy. <laughs> and we're in it. <laughs> and it's easy and fun in us other places. <laughs> we used to go to Tulsa and I was just amazed at the difference between there and here. Are all those, I mean, even the Baptist churches are spirit filled. And speaking in tongues. The Baptist churches, they're speaking tongues. But you have, to, God wants to see your faithfulness. He wants to, he wants to, what, what, what am I trying to say though? You can be a baby and go, oh, this is going wrong. Why well, quit? You know, I'm not going to do this because they're hurting my feelings. And you know what I mean? Do you see what I mean? Things happened. But see, God's testing. He's, he doesn't test you, but he proves you where you're at because otherwise he can't send you out. That's it. That's it. Because you're not ready. Do you see what I mean? You got to toughen up a little bit sometimes. In order, in order to learn some things and you're better off for it. In the long run, and I could say that from years of, of <laughs> sticking. But what, what God wants, and I, I don't, you know, and, and, this, and but this is also in my heart, that we, you need to be sincere. Yeah. You need to be looking into the scriptures as much as possible. You need to, to push into Christianity like you've never before because God wants to use you in the revival. Nobody can do all that stuff. And you've got to know how to do it. You know, if somebody manifests a demon, what are you going to do? And if someone dies or you know or just just anything 
is, is the strength of healing yeah. and, and all that. God, God, God wants you to beef it up and to maybe get rid of some of the bad things in your life, little tiny things. Yes. The things that you wouldn't even think were a sin at all. Yeah, just, just those little things that you need to tweak in your life. I'm talking to myself too. I'm, I'm preaching to myself too. <laughs> See, to look into it like, like never before so you're prepped, you're prepared. Because you're going, you know, just all of a sudden I thought about surgery. What if they didn't prep you? You'd be dead <laughs> as soon as they cut you open because of the bacteria and, and all that stuff. And what if they didn't, did you, that's, you prep yourself because you're going to run into things like you've never seen before. And it will be exciting. But you're the ones who have to, to beef up what you're doing. But the, where, the place, it's, okay, one more scripture and then that's it. <laughs> Hebrews. <laughs> okay. Hebrews 12. 24. Amplified. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, that's not what I want. What was I thinking of? I want to know assembling together. Oh, that's the one. Uh, Hebrews 10, 25. 10. Okay. Hebrews 10. 10 25. I was thinking of something else. Okay. Wait a minute. Uh, let's start with, um, in fact, let's start with verse 22 and then we'll, we'll stop. Promise. Okay. So let us all come forward and draw near with true, honest and sincere hearts in unqualified assurance and absolute conviction engendered by faith. I mean, just, just be real with this Bible. Be real and get into faith. Build your faith up by that the faith is the leaning of your entire human personality on God. And, in absolute trust. In absolute trust and confidence in his power, in his wisdom, in his goodness. Having your heart sprinkled and purified from a guilty, evil conscience. Is there something that you have been doing or saying that you just, and it kind of inside or compromised a little bit? Mm -hmm. 
That's what it's talking about. He wants our hearts sprinkled and purified from a guilty, evil conscience and our bodies cleansed with pure water. Go ahead. So let us cease and hold fast. Hold fast always means like an anchor on a big ship. And you pull that anchor down so you're stable. Do you see what I mean? Hold fast and keep, retain without wavering the vision, the blueprint, the hope you cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable, sure, and he's faithful to his word, but he's not going to be faithful if you just compromise all that stuff. He can't be, or he's a liar. He's faithful to his word. Go ahead. And let us consider and give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another. Yeah. We're not going to help them. That's <laughs> good. In fact, I'm jealous of them. So why should I do it? Okay. Watching over one another, studying how we may stir up and stimulate and incite to love and helpful deeds and noble activities and get enthusiastic like a go boys go <laughs> basketball football whatever okay <laughs> go ahead not forsaking all of that will come to pass if you do not forsake or neglect to assemble together. As believers, as is the habit of some people, but admonishing, warning and urging and encouraging one another. And that's what you'll do. There'll be admonishment, there'll be some you know, correction, there'll be warnings, there'll be urging, but there'll also be encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day approaching, the coming of Jesus and the revival. It's huge, 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 huge. Amen. So, okay. Okay, there's one little announcement I'm going to make. Okay, Debbie is going to move out of the towers into an apartment. <laughs> I'm thrilled. 